Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, this is the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'm Time All, your guide, host, or whatever word you'd like to put in there. Anyway, I'd like to welcome you, and to get started, I figured because I'd have the Fiction and Copy Decoded blog on WordPress that I would do this the same way that I would do, I had done my blog with one important exception, which was the first time that I had actually done the blog. I started with a post that to tell everybody about me personally, and I thought I wouldn't do that with this one because I think it'd be best that I'd be able to show you guys what I'm like and what I like and dislike, which you can determine for yourself by what I talk about and what kind of examples that I use. I thought that was better than actually just telling you everything, which is also why way back in November 25th of 2013, it sounds like a million years ago, but it's only like four and a half. When I started the blog, that's why I actually posted two blog posts on that same day, one to officially start the blog with the subject I'm going to talk about in this episode, and the other one to like tell people about myself, which in retrospect, wasn't the best decision like I'd already said like two seconds ago. But anyway, let's get to it. Today I'm going to talk about uh, characterization and a piece of paper, typically a one to two page piece of paper or double-sided that can help any copywriter to increase their cash stack and be able to relate better to their prospects and clients. Fiction writers typically use this all the time. It's actually like a character worksheet or the character sheet that people generally use. And it has a lot of different things on it. I mean, ideally, you'd want to put everything you can possibly figure out about your character if you're a fiction writer and your like prospect research sheet if you're a copywriter on that piece of paper or in that computer file because even if it doesn't make it into the story, you need to know that information because the more that you do know, the more real your fiction characters will become and the more relatable and the more you will seem or that you will actually know about your prospects so you can more deeply relate to them. So uh, typically... And I'm not going to go through the word for word and just like read the post out loud because that's a boring yawn fest and I yawn fests are to be avoided. So I'm going to just go over basically what I touched on in that post uh, several years ago and then we'll go from there and I'll like add some more stuff so that it's not the same as it was before. Okay, so typically what happens is you get a sheet set up. It may have lines. It may not. Like if you're a fiction writer, you're doing stuff with your character. You're going to talk about stuff like, like their physicality, like uh, what color hair they have, how tall are they, how much do they weigh, or stuff that they like and dislike, which rel- may relate to like food, culture, whether they like their family or not, that kind of thing. Uh, are they married? Are they single? Are they going to college or working or going to college and working? Um, what type of slang they use, how they grew up, 
with what their family life at home was like, uh, anything from their past that shaped them, like anything that like hurt them or like somebody really made fun of them when they were a kid and that impacted them or somebody had said something to them and that really hurt their feelings or like their successes, like uh, they learned to, I don't know, they learned to juggle at age five or they learned they want a spelling bee at age 12, you know, or what have you, something that they're really proud of that can shape them. Like, even if it doesn't make it into the story or like what kind of hobbies they have, like what TV shows they like to watch and other things. Then we'd have to delve deeply into other things that really relates to prospects as well as fictional characters. This is stuff like what they're afraid of and what their hopes and dreams are like as a character. Like, are they have something that motivates them or something they really want, which is usually what propels the story, actually, it most mostly. So, like, uh, if they want somebody's approval, like a male character who wants their dad's approval or to prove that they're good enough to their boss or their coworkers or colleagues, or you see how this bleeds over into prospects and copywriting. It's kind of the same thing, which, I mean, we'll get to a little later, but... I guess I could just set the stage now for how that's going to be. But it's okay. It's like, so you want to be sure you want, you want your character to come across as real as possible, even though they're not real at all. Which is kind of hard to pull off sometimes. But it helps to think of how, how real people are. If you want, we want our characters as writers, fiction, fiction writers, to be to seem as real as possible so that our readers can care about them to empathize with them to be involved in their struggles so that they'll keep reading and one of the most important things and this I didn't mention because I didn't really think of it at the time so I'll mention it now uh, a woman who may had a huge impact on me as a writer named Mary Rosenblum once once said to us a students and visitors to Long Ridge Writers Group Forum and people who had read the articles there, they had changed their name now, so I don't think those articles are there anymore. They're probably archived somewhere. Anyway, the point being that she had talked about Velcro traits, basically. That's her idea, not mine, so credit to her on that, where it's like what she described as universal traits that people have that will make your readers think that your characters are as similar to them or at least somewhat similar to them as possible. Like, uh, for instance, if somebody likes dogs or if somebody, I don't know, like hates broccoli, which is something that she mentioned because of the fact that she said you want to stick to things that are like universal. So it's like, People love dogs or maybe love cats or like love chocolate cake or like hate broccoli or hate Brussels sprouts or, or Brussels sprouts, that kind of a thing where it's relatable enough so that that plays into how real the character becomes. I am the god of hellfire and I bring you fire. 
Okay. And if you're a copywriter, if you write emails, sales letters, what have you, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, like knowing your audience and the, and I'll go over this briefly too, before we close out. But the, one of the things my dad had said to me one time was, if you want to start a fight, when you go to a bar, you talk about sports, politics, and religion, which is otherwise, if you don't want to start a fight, basically don't talk about those things. But my brother had said to me some time ago that things like politics and religion, even though it's like, well, I would say that people don't talk about them a lot because of how polarizing they tend to be. People's politics and religion like influence a lot of their decisions that they make or that they're going to make and things that they think or how they think about something. So it's important. And you can do this for your fictional characters too. It is important if you do are able to get this information from clients or your own research about people's political or religious persuasion. That may help. Okay. I mean, other factors, that's why I chose to talk about this. If you're doing research on prospects, it's basically the same as a fictional character, even though one is made up and one isn't. It's like real people are real people who have real dreams, real aspirations. Whether they're older or younger, what age they are, uh, what they do for entertainment. Because that determines like how you would relate to them. As I, as I would say to like clients or like during interviews. Uh, if my audience is 55-year-old single men, I can't really get depending on them, I probably can't get away with talking about like cartoons or anything like that, like in my emails or things of that nature. So that would be something depending on the audience, unless they're used to things like that, that I would want to avoid if I'm helping a business owner out with their emails. But if they're, uh, let's say moms with kids who are like three to five or like three to eight, I could probably talk about SpongeBob and Patrick and those characters, things that they had gone through, and it'd be more okay or more relatable than talking to 55-year-old men about that type of thing, not to insult 55-year-old men. I just don't think that based on what's what that they would be interested in things like in the cartoons like that. Okay. <laughs> And other than that, I mean, with prospects, it's basically the same thing about determining what they don't do or don't like. Like, uh, if they're struggling at work, like, why are they struggling? How does that manifest itself? You can play into that type of a thing. Are they getting home late? Do they miss kids' soccer practice? Do they, like, never have time to eat a family dinner where everybody sits down and like eats at the same table with like no electronics or what have you. It's that kind of a thing where they're struggling with things in their life and it may be secretly struggling with them. I mean, it depends. I mean, sometimes when people have inner struggles, it manifests themselves, it manifests itself or they manifest themselves outside. Like, uh, and I'm not like a psychologist or anything. This is what I've observed in my own life where like if I'm upset about something and I like don't tell anybody 
all of a sudden, like, there's sometimes a lot of me, like, snapping at family or friends or people who I normally don't snap at or say things in a tone of voice that I don't normally say it, then they would ask me because it's unusual behavior for me usually. Like, what's up? So it's like, if you can determine based on your research that your client gives you or that you discover yourself, like these types of things that they're struggling with that they don't want to tell anybody about, then that can be really powerful for you relating to them. They would be like, oh man, it's like, I never told anybody. How did you figure that out? And let's see. It's the same thing with fears, hopes, and dreams as it is for fictional characters. And I'm kind of going over the other points from the post from a billion years ago, of course. But anyway. Also, each industry has special words that they use that mean certain things that don't mean those things in normal conversations. So if it's important to them that they know them and that you know them, you should know them as well. All right. So that's about it for the show today. Just remember the whole point of this is to make a connection between, as a fiction writer, between your characters and your readers or if you write copy between your prospects and the problem solved by your product or service that they may have. And the more of that information you can fill in or fill out, the stronger that connection will be. Okay, that about does it for this show. I appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, feel free to make comments or likes about the show, what you liked about it, and any ways that I can make it better because truth be told, I'm totally new at this. This is the very first podcast episode I've ever done, ever. So any feedback about that would be appreciated. Uh, you can find me online at my blog, fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com or you can also find me at my copywriting website, tymallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E, one word, dot com. Yeah, that's about it. I appreciate you guys. Just know that if you're hearing these words, I appreciate that you wanted to spend some time here. I cherish that. And we'll catch you next episode. Till next time.